We've been in this series uh, on foundation, and I just want to review this just a little bit tonight. And um, I, can't, I can't encourage you enough to really take the things we've been teaching here and do something with it, make it a part of you. Um, when we started this, I shared with you that there would be three foundation sections. The first one would be faith, the second one would be the word, and the third foundation section would be church and community. And we taught uh, five Wednesdays on the foundation of faith. And, and I want to look at the foundation scripture that we used for that, and it was Jude, the third verse. Jude 3, it says, Beloved, while I was diligent to write to you concerning common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. So we've been talking about, for the last five weeks, we've been talking about the foundation of faith the foundation of the faith. And we talked about the foundation of, of understanding faith in Christ. We, we talked about the understanding of having faith in repentance and understanding the benefit of that. We talked about faith in water baptism, having faith in what water baptism produces in, in this, that night that we shared on that. We talked about faith in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, understanding the person of the Holy Spirit and what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then last week we talked about faith in the church, faith in the understanding of the church that God is building that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. And the purpose in, in... in defining what I believe Jude was saying, what Jude 3 was saying to us, is that when he's talking about contending for the faith, it's not that he's saying contending for faith in God, but contending for the faith of the things that I just mentioned, all that, all that that package is and that it has for mankind. And if I establish myself in those foundations to the place that I believe in them and then I'm able to duplicate those things in other people, then, then other people can be saved. Other people can learn the importance of repentance. Repentance is not like a four-letter word. You know, It's not like a bad word. It'll liberate you if you know how to repent, truly. And, and to, to be able to explain to somebody the benefits of water baptism, that it's not just a dunking in water or something you do you know, to become a member of a church, but there's power. You can come up out of that water as we've seen it many, many times in people's lives. You can come up in that, out of that water with the revelation of the newness of life. The water itself, there's no power in the water itself. It's the picture that it produces for us. See? And 
and to understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit and to understand the benefit of the local church. It's not just to have some place to show up and wear nice clothes and compare yourself and compete with other people. The church is what God is building, and we've got to understand that. But if each one of us have that inside of us, and we're able to share that with other people, then we can, as we've been talking about literally for the last two years on and off, because it's, it's, it's the vision these last two years that we've been casting, then we can, as a whole, fulfill the Great Commission. See, because if we don't believe these foundational truths, there, there's no making disciples. See, we don't, we don't want to make disciples of other people after ourselves. We want to disciple people after Jesus Christ. And so when we understand these foundational truths of the faith, and they become a part of us, and, and we're ever ready and, and willing and in a position, wherever we're at or whatever's going on, to be able to share any parts of that or all of it with people that are hungry and need to know the truth. It's vital that we understand it. Well, the, 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 the second section that we're starting tonight, which will be three messages, <clears throat> is just what I entitled the Word. You know, when, when, when people talk about the Word, you know, it's, the Word has many aliases. It's the Word, it's the Holy Word, it's the Bible, it's... It's the Word of God. It's the you know it it it's mentioned and and talked about in different circles depending on what circle that you're in. It's talked about a lot, but ultimately it has to do with with the Bible. And this book, the difference that you've heard me say this before, I'm repeating myself as I say it, but this book. The difference in this book and the Webster's Dictionary is that this book has the potential to produce life and the Webster's doesn't. The Webster's defines words that make up life. This book has the potential to produce life. But only if it leaves the pages of this book through the hearing of the word, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight, the hearing of the word so that what I'm hearing is changing the way that I think. Because if you and I get born again and we never change the way we think, we'll never make disciples. You can't get born again one day and keep the same thinking for the rest of your life and be able to disciple people after God, because the day you got born again, your mind didn't change. Your spirit man did. You got born of the Spirit of God. But your thinking stayed the same. And tonight we're going to talk about the, the first part of, of this section, which is the Word of God. We're going to talk about the benefits of hearing the Word. And I'm going to share a number of different scriptures with you just in the next few minutes that I think will really challenge you. And again, again, what, what is all this about? It's not just about me getting nuggets from the Word of God to make myself better. 
It's me understanding how important it is to hear the Word of God and position myself to hear the Word of God and then being able to convince other people of that. That's how you make disciples. Disciples make disciples. Right? Disciples make disciples. But if, if I don't believe any of this, if, I, if you just come and you sit here and you do nothing with this and you really don't believe it on a day-to-day basis and you're not learning to change not only your thinking but your attitudes, your reactions, you're learning to control your emotions, if you're not learning and developing that on a day-to-day basis, okay, then you're not going to believe it and you're not going to share it with other people. So, you know, Pastor, that's, you know, I'm real nervous about, okay, anybody that's going to do anything new or for the first time, it's, they're going to be nervous, okay? There's the, just the nervousness of something new, but see it as a challenge and see what you can take and produce. I'm going to share something with you tonight, just in the next few minutes, about hearing the Word of God that if you'll just stop and think about it, it's so elementary but it's so profound that if you just stop and think about it, you, you, tomorrow they, there could be somebody that comes across your path that needs to hear from you why this will benefit their life. Because people everywhere are looking for answers to all the world's problems. And every answer to every problem is right here. It's amazing. It's, I, I mean, I, I become more and more amazed that when, when I need an answer, I need to go back to hearing the Word. Myself either reading the Word, hearing somebody else preach the Word, me confessing the Word. But every time that I spend more time listening to the Word go in my ears, down in my heart, come out of my mouth, where I hear it again, Go down again, come out again. The more I do that, what it does is it likes it cleanses all the wrong stuff. It cleanses all the other junk that I'm hearing all the time. Amen? So, just follow me in a few verses of Scripture tonight. I really love this. You kind of know I do, right? Um, <clears throat> so, I'll just give you the three things that we're going to talk about tonight and the next two Wednesday nights. Number, number one is hearing the word. Number two is um, memorizing or studying the word. And number three is acting on the word. So tonight we're going to just talk about for a few minutes about the benefits of hearing the word of God and how it establishes you in the, in the things of God. Look at Revelation 1 and verse 1. Revelation 1 and 1 says, And the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place, and he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Blessed. I may desire to be blessed. 
Blessed is he who reads the word. He's talking about this prophecy, but it goes based on the scriptures I'm going to read you. It goes with the rest of this book, which is a prophecy from Genesis to Revelation. It's God's God. It's God's word that was breathed from God to man and man putting it on pages. And now the Holy Spirit through what Jesus Christ accomplishes, now revealing this. But blessed is he who reads and who hears the word. Can you say amen? Look at Acts 15. Again, remember tonight we're talking about the benefits of hearing the word of God. You see it all through scripture. Acts 15 and verse 6. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and he said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good, that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. That the Gentiles should hear and believe. It was the will of God for the Gentiles, for mankind to hear the word of God. Why? So that, the, so that mankind could believe the word of God. One of the benefits of hearing the word is so that you can believe. Let's just say you get up in the morning. Let's say you get up in the morning. And, you know, I'm just using this as just a random example. If this is what you do or whatever, don't, I'm not thinking of you. wasn't thinking of you. Um, pray for you, but I wasn't thinking of you. <clears throat> um, let's just say you get up in the morning and uh, got your coffee, turn on CNN, <clears throat> and Wolf is on. Wolf Blitzer, CNN News. And he's giving you all the information about things that have gone on yesterday. He's given you the yesterday news. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, about 45 minutes into your coffee, you know, it's like you can almost feel your chest pounding because of all the bad news that you heard and you think it's the caffeine. But it, but it has to do with a lot of the information that you're hearing. Now, is information wrong? No. Is watching CNN not? No, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say none of that. You do whatever you got to do. Let's just say you grabbed your coffee and you had a CD and it was this message, me preaching. And you started your day out and I started talking to you about the benefits of the Word of God and what the Word of God will do for you. What, what, what am I giving you? What information, what news am I giving you? I'm giving you information about things that will work for you today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. You're not, you're not hearing me teach and minister to you about, I mean, you'll hear me say things at times, we need to forget the past and press on in the future. But we're giving you up-to-date information that will help you to overcome the situations of life, right? So, so... So if we really stop and think about it, really what needs to happen is 
We just need to be in one form or another, and we'll look at it in, in these three messages. We'll, we'll look at this. We just need to position ourselves where we're spending at least as much time in one form or another hearing the Word of God as we are listening to the other information. Because, you, you, I, I mean, some people don't believe this, but I believe you've got you to have information. You've got to know what's going on. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not against the news. I'm just using the, the different example. What happens every time you hear the word of God preached? If I'm if I'm driving, I, I, I do some stuff in Bernie a lot, and and then I'll go to San Antonio. Some I drive to Austin. Drove to Austin the other day, and and when I'm driving out of town, I'll have I'll make sure I've got something to listen to of the word of God. I don't want to turn the radio on and just listen to music. I want to hear some preaching. And every time I get five minutes outside of town and I'm listening to something that's being preached, you know, and I, you know, I'll, I'll kind of pray about, you know, what do, what do I need to take? And, and I'll plug that thing in, and it, it's not five minutes. And, I mean, my spirit man is just like up here because I'm away from any kind of distraction, and I'm listening to the Word of God, and what's it doing? It's preparing me for where I'm going and what I'm going to do. It's not information about what a worthless piece of junk that I was yesterday or the day before. It's information to build my spirit to be able to handle, if I'm going to Bernie, I'll have wisdom in who I'm talking to down there or San Antonio or somewhere else. And, and my point is, the benefit of hearing the Word of God is so that we will believe the Word of God, not just know the Word of God. You can know it up here, but yet not believe it. And Peter told, Peter said, it was, it was said that he was to preach the Word of God so that the people would believe. Amen? Next verse. We see the benefits of believing. It's really good for you to take verses of Scripture like this and go back and read them and, and even look like all the way to the first verse of that chapter, you know, and read a few verses after that because it, it'll really build, it'll kind of build this, this, this picture. It's like you're framing something as you read the whole story. There's something more that's in it, and every time you read it, there'll be something more in it. And, and, and I just encourage you, it's really important when you are reading the Word, to be, or at least at times when you're reading the Word, to read it out loud, where you hear yourself reading it. Very beneficial. Some people don't like to do that, but I'm just telling you, it really helps me. Romans 10, and verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth... Confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be, what? Saved. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace? Verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, 
Who has believed our report? What did Peter say? God said, if he would preach the word, people would believe. Why would, they not, why would people not believe? People don't believe because, number one, they don't hear enough. And I want you to leave here thinking about that tonight. Okay? You, you, we can take that Isaiah scripture and it can say a number of different things. But one of the things that it says is that we're not hearing enough. We're listening to Wolf too much and not enough of the Word. Because the more Word I hear, what happens is the more Word you want. Right? And so then it's not a law to you. It's something that you desire. So the more I'm hearing of it in one fashion or another, whether I'm hearing somebody preach it or I'm hearing myself confess it or I'm hearing myself read it, the more I'm hearing it, the more I want to hear it. And the reason people don't believe is because they're not hearing. And then verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word. So I'm not going to get into this tonight, but I'm going to share a little bit more of it next week because it ties in to the memorization of the Word. But in this verse of Scripture, what he's saying is faith comes by hearing, like what I'm saying tonight, and, it, and then it comes by hearing of and from the Word of God. So I'm preaching the Word to you. I'm preaching Scripture to you tonight. I'm giving you information about, about the, the benefit of hearing but then the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you, and He wants you to hear spiritually in your inward ears. you got a set of ears on the inside of you. And He wants you to be able to hear what He really means for you. So I'm saying things to each one of you tonight. I'm saying things uh, to, to the group. But only the Holy Spirit can take that and really apply it to you because, because Brian may need to be working on hearing in one way, and Randy may need to be hearing in another way, and Dale may need to be hearing in another way, and so on and so on. And so only the Holy Spirit can show you what you really need to do and, and, and how you can develop that in a greater way. God is never putting us under the law of something that we have to do. What he's saying to you is, listen, if you catch this, there's no end to what you can do. Sky's the limit to the revelation and the understanding that you can live and walk in. I'm a, I'm a stickler on information today. I mean, I re, I'm reading three or four or five books at a time usually. And a couple of those books are usually books that aren't necessarily by Christian people, but they're good truth. There's a lot of truth in it. Because the only, the only place that truth has ever come from is God. People may think it came from them, but it didn't. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing original today. It all came from God, all of it. The devil never created anything. You understand? So I'll, I'll, I'll read a couple of books like on leadership and, and different things. I'll just be reading from someone else. But I make sure that I'm reading more and meditating more on books that talk about spiritual things than I am things that have to do with natural stuff. Because you can get deceived into thinking, you can fill your head up with all kinds of stuff, but, but if I fill my head up 
with, a, with, a, with information that may come from somebody that's not godly, what, what a lot of times what happens is, is that the Holy Spirit's not revealing anything because the Holy Spirit reveals the Word. You understand? Now, you can get Word out of information from other books and things that are not just Christian books. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, watching CNN isn't the problem. Not listening to enough Word is the problem. Did you, did you hear what I said? So reading other books isn't the problem. It's just not making sure that you have enough of the word that you're applying in those areas the same way. And, and if you balance that thing, you, it's, you can get the best of both worlds. Um, Mark chapter 4. I'm going to read a little of this tonight, and then I've got this verse of Scripture passage for next week also. Verse 13 of Mark 4. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? In other words, if you don't understand this, what he's fixing to say, you won't understand anything else. I'll say it again. If you don't understand what he's fixing to say right here, you won't understand anything else. And, here, and, and here's what he's saying. And I want to make this point. I just, I just thought of this today. I believe the Holy Spirit said this to me. When Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan, and he came from the Jordan, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by the devil. And he came out of that 40 days... And the enemy came to him and challenging him in three ways. And I want you to notice this. Verse 15. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately to take away the word that was sown in their hearts. Did Satan come immediately to steal the word that had been sown in Jesus' heart when he came out of the Jordan? Yes. But you know what the difference is? Jesus had been listening for 40 years, saying very little except what they gave him to say in reading of scrolls and different things, but he had been listening for 30 years. And so Satan <laughs> came to try to steal the word that had been sown in him. <laughs> Amen? Everybody say, <laughs> we need to be in the, <laughs> in the, with the devil, getting rid of him. Huh? Giving him no place. Jesus gave him no place. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they heard the word, immediately they received it with gladness. Oh, immediately they received it with gladness, but they had no root in themselves and so endured for a time and afterward when tribulation or persecution arise for the word they immediately immediately they stumbled so first soil heard the word satan came immediately and he stole the word second soil heard the word okay heard the word but what happened is in in each of these cases they didn't keep hearing said they they heard the word they weren't hearing the word. See, they weren't in a place of continually hearing. And he said, if you don't get this, if you don't get this, if you don't, 
if you don't spend at least as much time listening to information from the world, I mean, if you don't spend at least as much time listening to information coming from God as you are information from the world, the world's information is going to defeat you. And what will happen is, the more you're listening to the Word of God, the less and less you'll desire to just be listening to information from stuff of the past. Why do I want to hear about what happened yesterday? When I can hear today about what's happening today and in the future. Because the Holy Spirit's been sent to reveal things to me that are to come. Can you say amen? And so the third soil... These are the ones sown among thorns. They're the ones that hear the word. Again, they heard the word. And the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, watching too much CNN, and all these other things entering in choke the word. And it becomes unfruitful. You realize I'm not hammering CNN. I'm just using them as... They were the first one that came to my mind. My mind. So I guess they're like the devil. No. <laughs> anyway. I better shut up. Cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things, they enter in, and what happens? Chokes the word. What do they do? They quit hearing. They quit hearing. You stop hearing the word of God, and it's going to come in and choke it. Now watch. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word. Those who hear the word, and hear the word, and hear the word. And they keep hearing the word. And they keep believing in the word. It says, they hear the word, accept it, bear fruit, 30, 60, and 100 fold. And he said to them, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to the light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. What God, through the Holy Ghost, is saying to us. Amen? And that's what the Holy Spirit's job is, to reveal the word that we're hearing on a regular basis. Man, what an awesome thing. John 8 and verse 37. John 8, 37. And Jesus says here, I know that you're Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. Hmm. I speak what I've seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. Oh my gosh. They have separate fathers then. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. Do, do you, you do the deeds of your father? Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, and that's God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you were not able to listen to my word. 
You're of your father, the devil. Wow. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Why? Because he's a liar. See, but, but what, what happened is they couldn't hear what he said. He said a lot of stuff, but they couldn't hear it, see, because they spent more time listening to CNN than they did what Jesus said and then did something with it. You see the difference? The benefit of hearing, if we don't understand the, how important it is to hear the Word of God and meditate on what it is that we're hearing, if we, if we negate the hearing part because we think we already know, that's where we're deceived, and that's what happened to these people. And what Jesus is saying here, when he's talking about your, your following after your father, the devil, what he's saying is you're listening to the voice of the enemy Instead of listening to the voice of God, because all you do is meditate on information that comes from the God that is the God of the system. And there's a God out there that's the God of the system, but he's not God. And he tries to make people think that he is God and tries to make people think that what they see is really real. And these negative reports that they hear, same stuff's going to happen to them. Tries to get people to believe that. But the more we hear the word of God, the more we meditate on what we're hearing. We overcome those situations. Amen? And the last verse, Luke 11, and verse 28. Well, look at verse 27. It happened, Luke eleven twenty-seven. 27. It happened... As he spoke these things, a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. That's an honorable thing to say, right? In other words, bless your mama. But notice what Jesus says. But he said, but he said more than that, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and they keep it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate what you said about my mama. You know, but here's the deal. I'm the living word. What he's saying, when you read through the, the, the lines there, what he's saying is, I'm the living word. And what's really, what's, where, where people are really blessed is if they'll hear the word and keep it. And it becomes a part of them. And listen, when, when you can believe the importance of what, I'm, of what I'm sharing with you, you go look at, there's another really good two verses in Amos, chapter 8, verse 11 and 12. You can look at that. But if I believe this, and what I'm sharing with you tonight are just verses of Scripture that have taught me and they've led me and they've built me and they've established me. And so if I'm in a conversation with somebody and they ask me questions about, you know, how, how do you do this? And how, I need to be able to answer that. You need to be able to answer those things. We need to be able to tell people 
that they can change their world by changing their thinking, and it starts with hearing the word. But, you, but, 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 but it's not just preaching it at people because people, you know, when, when, I, when I envision preaching at people like I used to do when I first got saved and all the zeal that I had and I shove it down people's throats, I just felt like, you know, I felt like people were like these little bitty babies and we we're trying to force feed them with T-bones and make them eat them. They had no teeth. We don't have to do that. Somebody asks you a question because things are working in your life. You know, where does the peace in your life come from? Well, let me tell you. Well, how do you get that peace? Gosh, I'm glad you asked that. Let me tell you. You got some time? And you can sit down with them and, and you, can, you can tell them, you know, go to Mark. Let me show you this passage in Mark 4. And Jesus said this. And Jesus said, you know, if you don't understand this, it's very difficult to understand other things. So, so what I've, you can share with other people. What I found in my life is I needed to understand this. And as I begin to understand it, it begin to change my life. And he'll do the same thing for you because God's no respecter of person. And that's how we make disciples. That's how we, the body of Jesus Christ, the church, that's how the church disciples the world. I believe it, and then I give it to somebody else. Amen? I can just tell you tonight, there's not anything more important, other things as important, but there's nothing more important than having the revelation and believing in how important it is to hear the word continuously. And don't back off from hearing it. Don't back off. Whether it's confession out of your mouth, whether it's you reading it out loud, whether you're hearing somebody else preach it, don't allow that to stop. And if the enemy can stop that in your life, he can stop everything else from happening. Amen? Father, we thank you as we always do. We're just so grateful for being a part of your kingdom and being able to live and exist in your kingdom. And we thank you for your word and we thank you for the Holy Spirit that you've given to live inside of us. And we thank you that the Holy Spirit is revealing all truth to us day by day. We thank you for the revelation, Father, of hearing the Word of God and for all the technology that we have today to be able to hear your Word preached. And as we're hearing the Word, it's transforming our thinking and changing our whole lives and circumstances. Today, Lord, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you, and we give you all the praise. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you tonight. Be Extremely blessed all week as you're hearing the word.